you are now listening to or watching the It Takes All Kinds podcast. Yeah, and if you aren't, you can head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and listen to us now, or head on over to Drib on YouTube and watch the video version as well. And if you'd like to stay up to date on when we're releasing a new episode or any other fun information about the podcast, you can give us a follow on Instagram at It Takes All Kinds Podcast and on Twitter at ITAC Podcast. That's I T A K Podcast. Without saying much else, we hope you enjoy this episode. Hey. Hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the It Takes All Kinds podcast, episode 96. I finally got given the opportunity by the Warner Brothers to finally interview myself. Um, as you can see, I am uh, Roy from my all-time favorite starring role uh, from R.I.P.D., 2013's R.I.P.D., and with me, we have 1998, The Dude. That's me. I'm The Dude. Finally. You like get... bowling, Jeff? Fun fact, when I was filming that movie with The Big Lebowski, Steve Buscemi really died on set. Well, did he really? I don't know if that's No, that's correct. what happened. Because he we're went recording on. This, we're recording this on Tuesday, January the 3rd. You'll be hearing this on Friday, January 6th, also known as the Insurrection Day. The Insurrection. I remember that. They almost made a movie about that that I started. Who were you going to play? The Insurrectionist. I remember that. I was going to be the one doing the Insurrections. Right. Right. But yes. So today, what 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 we're gonna do is because it's the first time I'm interviewing myself, thanks to the Warner Just Brothers. Absolutely love the Warner Brothers, both both Jib and Johnson. We can't thank them enough for letting us giving us a platform. They've been trying to deport 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 the platform. I got it. Deport 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 deport. I can't see. They it almost either. put me in the movie Platoon. They. Uh, we tried to keep full metal jacket. They I was going to be a military to general. Me for the he platformed me, and the Warner Brothers finally gave me a platform to come on and talk about my favorite five movies I've ever been in. But I didn't want to do five, so I did probably close to fifteen. <laughs> I think it is. So we're gonna be going down. It's so hard to choose just one of our of my movies. Our. No, we're one person. So my movie. Well, that is true. Finally, well, get to interview myself. Thanks to the Warner Brothers. Thanks to the Warner Brothers. So, I mean, uh, without saying much else, should we just jump right into, into the movies? I think so. So, by we're gonna start from the we're gonna start from. We're going to start from the first movie I ever starred in, and we're going to go all the way up until my magnum opus, the best movie I ever was in. So, we're starting with The Company She Keeps from 1951. I played the uncredited fucking pissing me off and they didn't credit me. 
They still are. I've been getting tons of residual. I need to be. Des- I'm deserving of the residual checks. They're trying to deport me. Infant at trade station. Once again, uncredited. This is my field debut. My my yeah, dad. I remember, I remember filming that. My dad was. He was doing talkies and. He was famous. He was a famous director, actually. Really? Um, and so he would stick me in some of his I thought he was movies, a contractor. TV shows. Well, he was a government contractor, not nowhere near the movies. He was a film contractor. <laughs> so he put me, he's, he had a role for me to star in, and I was in it, and then they went on to uncredit me. Your turn, Jeff. <laughs> Next movie. So the next movie that I this was really <laughs> this was my ultimate movie of the time. Uh, Fat City's nineteen seventy two's Fat City. I played the role of I really like that movie. Really that movie. <laughs> Did you really like it? Oh man! Did you like it that much? I think I played that role fantastically. I, we did. I think I really stretched the character out as much as I could. It was just very difficult to well, do with the times. I never watched boxing in my whole life, and I had to go in and learn to fight like a real boxer. I had to gain weight for the movie. I was a pretty skinny guy at the time. I'm still I. Nowhere near the big Lebowski. I was nowhere near the dude. Nowhere near him. Yeah, actually, um, a few anecdotes about that movie is, in my opinion, in our opinion, in my opinion, it was probably the best boxing film until Martin Scorsese stole the idea for Raging Bull. And at that point, he actually stole the name from Red Bull. Rocky hadn't come out yet. I've never seen Rocky. Is that a movie that came out? What year did Rocky come out? That's the one with uh, our good friend Sylvester Stallone. He's a good friend, but I've never seen that movie. It's Ragey Bull. He stole the idea, and that's why Red Bull is now such a like adrenaline junkie's wet dream. Right, because that's because what, of this movie. Because Martin Scorsese is Happy an adrenaline junkie. He's an adrenaline. He's an adrenaline seeking. Given by his recent films and his recent filmography, you can really tell Martin Scorsese is really just an adrenaline wet dream junkie. Freak. Freak. He's doing terrible things for the Italian community, which I do not belong to. The next movie on my list, on our list, is. The Last American Hero from 1973. That was a year after Fat City came out. It was uh, a busy year for me. That was the first year I ever had sex in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good year. I, yeah, it was a good year. I had a chill, I, This was a busy couple of years. I played Elroy on <laughs> Hub, Elroy Jackson Jr. in that movie. Elron Hubbard. Well, he was related. Elon he, Musk. Ellen. Elon Musk. He was actually supposed to be related to Michael Jackson, but anyways, they that was cut a that na- out of the movie. That was a NASCAR racing movie. Really, the worst part of that movie was that I'm not a big driver. I hate cars. No, and I had to be in the movie where cars were the main storyline. Frankly, it was one of the worst films I'd ever been in at the time. 
Right. They wanted me to play. And not only that, but that goddamn fuckhead, Gary Bu- Gary Bussy. He's a creep. Gary Busey was in that fucking movie. He I, was a real I, creep. I, I hate that guy. I he hate that guy. On, he went on to be a real creep. He wasn't a creep at the time, but he is a creep now. He took his pants off and tried to calculate on one of the cars because he's such a car head. He's I, such a grease monkey. I don't think I don't know things that ever happened. I think you I think you made that up. Some may say it happened. Some may say it didn't. I think you made that up. Yeah, they actually wanted me to be in the movie Cars, the Pixar animated movie. As Doc I, Hudson. I was spo- No, I was actually supposed to play... Ramon. No, you're not quite there yet. I was supposed to play... Tom Mater. Yeah, there it is. I now remember, you remember. I remember being asked to do that. But I told them, and we'll get to this later, that I will never be a voice actor again. Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, 1974, which is just a year... After Last American Hero and two years after Fat City. I I love Gordon Lightfoot. I played Lightfoot in that movie. Uh it's but not Amer- Gordon Lightfoot. No, it's an American movie. It's American movie. It's an American movie, but it's about Native Americans. <laughs> that movie also starred the creepiest man I've ever met, Gary Busey. Creepiest man alive. And one of my favorite, uh, this was someone I grew up watching at right. the time, was 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 Clint Eastwood. Oh man, I do love Clint. <laughs> I he did some really good movies that were all I call, about. I call the old about, that were all about. Def- that were all de- about that were all about deforesting Native Americans and getting them off of our land, deplatforming them, deporting Native Native Americans, and you know I don't really appreciate that, but he did make a lot of movies about about uh, in it, and I really used to like them. But uh, I've since uh, I've I've since denounced that those films, and I don't watch them anymore. Deservedly so. <coughs> so what? What else it's, is? What else? Is, what's? What's? Uh, what's next on well, the list? The next movie is a doozy. Now this movie c- came out eight years after Fat City. Seven <laughs> years after the Last American Hero, and six years after Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Eight, eight, Six, yeah, six years, sorry. And, uh, and about and 29 years after the company she keeps where they try to uncredit me. In that movie, funny enough, I played John H. Bridges, and if you didn't know, Bridges is my last name. They kept this my is last probably name my because... my most favorite fun fact I share about myself... Whenever I have to do, I do uh, like this. Whatever, whatever I do, icebreakers. Whenever I'm doing, you know, group therapy sessions, I go to that a lot. Um, I, I always like to say it's a fun fact that my last name is Bridges, because I'm very afraid of bridges. Actually, one of my one of my least favorite things to cross. It's right up there with, uh, right up there with crossing the street. Yeah, would be crossing a bridge. It's they're both really 
quite scary. So Heaven's Gate. Now, a, a thing that people like to do, like to say about this movie, but I'm here to correct the record, is that this movie has nothing to do with the Heaven's Gate cult. In fact, I denounce what they did, even though they did wear cool outfits that I would like to wear sometimes. So maybe if there's anybody who wants to be the star, they were a big inspiration for my style offset. Right. If anybody wants to be a star in a Heaven's Gate cult movie, I'll do it. Does it really? It really has nothing to do with it, really. But this movie has nothing to do with it, and I denounce what they did. That was Heaven's so Gate up from next, 1980. Up next. What's the next movie? So up next is Tron in oh, 1982. Oh, I love Tron. But this was the first Tron. This is not the, Dis- the fuck-up Disney remake movie, right. Tron. This was tr- the Tron that was made 10 years after Fat City. Right. Nine years after The Last American Hero. Yep. Two years after Heaven's Gate. Two years after Heaven's Gate, and not to mention eight years after Thunderbolt and Lightning. You know, they always say I'm a big baby boomer, but I was really the first one to to make babies on screen, and that was in Tron. You were the first baby to boom because yeah. of how great we did, how great I did, and the company she keeps. But they tried to uncredit me and deport. deport Correct. Deport. And, and in Tron, I played Kevin Flynn, Clue, uh, and they brought me, they brought me back for the twenty. What is it? Twenty twelve. Twenty ten. Twenty ten. But we're gonna get to 2010, that later. Twenty ten movie Tron. Also. Right, that was on the list too. But, but this, don't this, tell, this, don't this tell fucking movie, yet. this fucking movie, was horrible to watch. It was a horrible <laughs> arcade game, uh, but it was basically just Star Wars. Right, everybody's seen Star Wars. I have. Uh, yeah, you haven't seen Star Wars. <laughs> I don't think we have, have I, we? But I mean, I know what it is. I've never seen it though. Well, yeah. I'm not a big movie watcher no. in my spare time. This is it's not my favorite thing. I only know movies I know that I'm in. I'm into collecting classic cars, but I'm not a big fan of cars not at either. All. I, or crossing streets or crossing bridges. Uh, Sorry, but but toy this was, cars. Yeah, but this was yeah. Hot Wheels, Matchbox, those kinds of those things. Those are not scary at all. Uh, this. This was just Star Wars with discs or some shit. It was fucking horrible. I hated being a part of this film. The dumbass fucking suits they had us wear were all white. There was no accents on them. There was just a whole bunch of little futuristic robotic shit all over my fucking body. You couldn't even breathe in these suits. It was so tight. I was sweating through the makeup. I had to get an AC installed right right up my fucking ass. Because I horrible swamp ass. I've never the heard entire, the entire the entire production of this fucking movie was trying. I didn't know I cursed this much. <laughs> I, this really, movie must have really made me mad. <laughs> Tron's up there with one of the worst movies I've ever been in. Yeah, I but have. the 2010 version I love. I love that movie. Oh yeah, that movie. I got way paid. Better. I got paid. I got paid a shit ton, of, shit load of money for the be of that movie. For like maybe fifteen minutes of screen time, it's fantastic. Um, another movie that uh, Star Wars ripped off that came out two years after Tron, four years after Heaven's Gate. 
10 years after Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Lightning. Lightning. Was the movie that inspired David Bowie to write his fruity tune, Starman. The movie was Starman from 1984. This was pretty much Star Wars, but with balls. Before now, it got woke. Right. As, and Tron was Star Wars, but with discs. This one had balls in it that gave me magical powers. And I played an alien from outer space, which is pretty much what Star Wars is all about. So the next movie on the list was Tucker, The Man and His Dream. 1988, that was four years after Starman, right. six years after Tron, right. eight years after Heaven's Gate, yeah. 14 years after Thunderbolt and Lightning, uh, what is that, uh, 15 years Fifteen years after Alaska American Hero, Alaska American Hero, uh, Alaska. 16 years after Fat City, and Alaska. a whopping 37 years after the company he keeps... I played Preston Tucker, and I worked... Uh, 1988. I, this was in 1988. I worked with the old fat fuck. An old... I'm sorry. That was that came out of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> uh, I worked with legendary director Francis Ford Coppola. That's right. Coppola. He Cop- made... He, he was the one who had made Godfather. Yeah. And I, I don't like the Godfather mo- mo- movies at all. No, they went, they inspired Bar- Marty Scorsese to write his terrible films. And they just discredit the entirety of the work the Italian-American puts in every day and night. Right. Not every Italian is a goddamn, you know, mafia member. Right. Most of them are, but not every single one. That's right. I do. I will. I will have to second that. So this in this movie, I uh, I had one dream, and right. that dream was making a car. That's right. What kind of car did you make? It was a nineteen seventy three Camaro, which I still have. Which I still have, they and I never it. touch it. I never drive it. They let me keep. They let me keep it, but I never drive it. I don't like streets. I don't like bridges. Which is ironic because my last name fun is Fun fact, Bridges. my name is Bridges. That's a fun fact, actually. Uh, that's a great movie. I really liked Tucker a lot. Uh, the next film I well, want... Well, I got a couple more things oh, to say shit, about Tucker. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. Oh, crap. Oh, I, crap. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on, please. Yeah, so is this movie, is that movie, this takes place... Uh, in the 1930s. Oh, what and a I great year. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't lying for the it. The 1930s but. was about 50 years before we made Tucker, actually. It's crazy because I look completely different than I normally do. This was to make it a futuristic car. Kind of like what Tron's cars looked like in the 2010 remake of Tron. But way better. But way better. And actually... Most people don't know this. I actually did make the car. And Francis Ford Coppola was related to Henry Ford, and that's why he wanted to direct a movie about goddamn cars. Right. He's a real he wasn't in, he, he wasn't in the movie Cars, though. He was nowhere. Uh, it was, he couldn't have stayed further away from that movie. No. No, yeah. So go ahead. Go ahead. Bastard. Yeah. 
Uh, next movie I want to talk about is The Fabulous Baker Boys, where I played, of course, Jack Baker. Now, this movie is really important to me because I got to work with someone who I love so much. is my brother, Bo, Bo Bridges. I really like Bo Bridges. He's my brother. And he, means he looks nothing of, like me. Not really, but he he when we were growing up, I was pretty much like a father figure to him until I had to get shipped off to the Coast Guard because they made me. I didn't have a choice. They said I was a father figure to a man <laughs> to a to a man. <laughs> I was a father figure to a man who was ten years older than me. Right. My brother Bo Bo Bridges. <laughs> Our father was never around because he was really really busy making movies and my uh, and our father. <laughs> the reason why I was such a father figure to my brother Bo, even though he was my older old, brother, even though he was older than me, is because our dad was pretty much a child and played with toys and stuff like that. So it really meant a lot to Bo that I acted like a father figure to him because he was, in fact, 10 years older than me. And people try to discredit our work as actors because we were laid to this childish man who was our father, Lloyd. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, before I got sent off to the Coast Guard, me and Bo were as tight as two peas in a pod. We would play all kinds of games. We would... Do all kinds of things. But this movie, The Fabulous Baker Boys, was pretty much a a, bio, a biopic Bio about, our, about our life, really. Um, it was written and directed by Stephen Cloves, who he really, he really, he, what did he go on to do? I can't remember. He did Fantastic Beasts. He made Lego Harry Potter. Yeah. Whatever that means. And Wonder Boys, whatever the fuck that movie is. Oh, he made all the Harry Potter made movies. All of them. Like, all of them. Like, literally all of them. What's, what the fuck happened with this movie? And did Amazing Spider-Man. Why did the Fabulous Baker Boys go on to be Harry Potter? I don't really understand that. We could have It's been. got a whopping 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is one of my best movies, that means. What that, that's yeah. what that means is that it's 96% yeah. good. Yeah. So you should go. You should go stream it. You can't stream it on anything right now. But I'll tell you what. Yeah. Go watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer was in this movie. Actually, she went on to be Catwoman, and she wore a really tight leather suit, and it was kind of cool to watch that movie. Is she still alive? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's sixty-four. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for a cue to go on to the next part, but it hasn't happened yet. I really like Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> oh! What's that? What is that sound? Hang on a minute. Is that what I think it is? That must be the alarm. That must be the alarm because it's it's prop time. 
This is a segment that we like to do called Prop Time. Prop Time. I. I do. I. Us. Us. Me. We. We'll pull out our. We'll, we'll pull out our. So pe- our I. I decided I wanted to show. I wanted to show we're off. We're gonna show our favorite so props. Jeff, Jeff our what's movies. your Jeff? What's your favorite prop you ever made or got for a movie that you started? I like you to actually. I'll go first. Yeah, I mean, frankly, I I have a couple ideas, but I don't know which one's your favorite. Sorry, I misplaced it. I had to find it. My favorite prop, just me personally, was from the movie Starman. And it's one of the silver spheres from Starman. This was actually screen used only for one scene, though. It looks just like a ball of tin. Well, that's that's, that's all they had. Like aluminum foil? Yes. Wouldn't that mess with the brain waves? The, no, it didn't mess with it. It didn't do any. It didn't do anything really. It was just. It was just a movie. So prop. what? What the? What that do in the movie? Whenever you were part of it. So it would give me powers to do many different things, like such as teleporting. It was pretty much my. It was a way for me to communicate with my race at home because I was an alien sent from outer space to Earth. Distrustful government agents, along with more ambivalent sides, give the fucking movie in hopes of intercepting time. This movie was actually directed by John Carpenter. Who went on to make John Carpenter the movie. John Carpenter. It was about... Hold on, don't tell me. Uh, six years before this... Before Starman, he made the movie Halloween with Michael Myers, who Michael Myers went on to star with Dana Carvey in the movie Wade's World. Which I am a big fan of. It came out around the time. It was also in Austin Powers. Oh, yeah. Well, I liked that movie so much. It was just Wade's World. Wade and Garth really liked that movie a lot. It came out around the time that Big Lebowski came out, which we're going to get to later. So, yeah, again, this is a screen use. It was only in one scene. You don't even really see it. It was just like they just had to put something in my hand. So it's not actually one of the spheres that you see in the movie, but it, it was just a placeholder. It was a placeholder. So that's why it looks like a ball of tin is because it really was just a ball of fun tin. Fun fact. There My was last name is Bridges. Bridges. But another, actually another fun fact about Starman is that they made, they had to make, John Carpenter had to make 78 Different silver spheres because I kept losing them. So and also this because was of during... all my different hands that I would have in that movie, I had to change hands so many times in that movie. At one point, I had to direct the movie. 
I actually we burned the film of it whenever the Warner Brothers lighted a cigarette. One of the Warner Brothers lit a cigarette, and I, or I lit a cigarette, and I burned down an entire warehouse at Warner Brothers. <laughs> uh, but so this was during one of the reshoots that they made this. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jeff, what's your favorite prop you got there? I've seen so, that. Befo- I've seen that before. Uh, I know you have. It's from the my favorite movie I've ever been in is. Oh, the don't tell unparalleled, me. Don't tell me. completely unparalleled to don't any other movie I've ever me. been in. It's R.I.P. Oh, that is my all-time, all-time favorite. favorite. <laughs> you really give me a scare there, didn't you? I thought that might have been a real gun, which I'm actually quite terrified of real weapons. So one of the reasons why I had to use this fake gun on the set was because I am just so scared of real guns. But they wouldn't let me use a fake gun uh, on RIPD. They had me use a real gun. Right. Uh, if you see any promotional materials for this movie, you'll see that I had a lot of a lot of fake guns. I mean, real guns. A lot of real guns because they insisted that I shoot people on set. Right. It was a huge misunderstanding on my part because right. I was allowed to use prop guns, just not the one I brought, but they were supplying me with real, you know, military grade weaponry. Right. Anyway, uh, this was, they didn't want me using the film because it said it looked too fake. Right. Uh, but yeah, this is one of my favorites. Um, they had me actually use a, a massive version of this gun. Right. That um, gun wasn't even used in the movie. It was no, no, no. It wasn't actually used from, in the movie. Brought I, it brought it, I brought it from home, and they wouldn't let me use it. No, you gave me a real scare there. <laughs> Any promotion? <laughs> Any promotional? Promotional? Have the bullets back? Material of me holding a gun for the movie, such as, such as the uh, the poster. That wasn't me holding the gun. They had to Photoshop somebody's hand in with a real gun because I wouldn't hold the gun anymore. That's that's the end of prop time. Now we're moving on to what's my second favorite movie, what I'm dressed as. And that is the Big Lebowski. Have the bullets back? Where I play the Let dude. Please have the bullets back. Prop for time gun. is over. <laughs> the Big Lebowski from 1998. I played the dude. It 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 was my favorite movie that I ever been in of all time until R.I.P.D., which we're gonna get to very soon. And it was. In my opinion, the greatest sports movie of all time. Uh, it was about bowling, in case you didn't know. It was about bowling. And my good buddy John Goodman was in that movie. We're still really close, good friends. I love that man. I love him. Uh, if, I didn't, if I didn't have a wife, I'd probably have married John Goodman. Is that true? So this is a really good movie. Um, who else is in it? Steve Buscemi. Oh, I remember. It was it it was directed by the Cohen brothers, 
who are two are my favorite directors. Two absolute f- geniuses. Two geniuses of the film and real life. Oh, Philip they, Seymour Hoffman was in this movie. They could they could solve math problems faster than anyone I'd ever met. And on top of that, they allowed me to do my math homework on set. At that point in time, I was going uh, to community college for some extra degrees. Uh, uh, you know, Steve Buscemi was in this movie. And Philip Seymour Hoffman was, too. He's not alive anymore. What do you got in there, Jeff? Is that a, another prop? Nope. Oh, okay. I thought it might have been another prop. Nope. Yeah, this is a good movie. Um, I still like bowling to this day. Bowling is... <laughs> So much fun, and I just want to thank the Cohen brothers for allowing me to. Nowhere near. We'll get into this later, but nowhere near the fucking Safety brothers. And John Safety is an is is, is impotent brother. His impotent brother. They really <laughs> piss me off. I don't even want to talk about them just yet because they they don't even hold a candle to, to the, the Cohen brothers. brothers. Even though later on the Coen brothers did piss me off a little bit, but we're going to get to that later. So the next movie was Seabiscuit, which came out four, uh, what is it, five years after The Big Lebowski and somehow almost, oh boy, that's really hard math. Two thousand figure it out. 2003. <coughs> uh, 14, oh, Seabiscuit. Yeah, 14 years. Seabiscuit. Um, it's the second best sports movie of all time because it involves horse racing. And it's got Tobey Maguire in it, and Tobey Maguire is my favorite version of Spider-Man, and I wish they had had him on for R.I.P.D. Oh, I love Spider-Man. Um, because he's just such a fantastic actor to work with, and uh, he's... he's you I, play, I, in that movie, I play, Char- I play Charles Howard. And Tobey Maguire played the Red Baron in this movie. Yeah, he played the guy in World War One that shot down people. Yeah, and made pizzas later on. And uh, this title of Seabiscuit makes me think of my favorite breakfast place, which is uh, Joe's Diner in New York City. I, I grew up in New York City. Um, oh, James Keen was in this movie. Yeah, James Keen. I remember James Keen. He's he's in a lot of really good movies. Yeah, I love Seabiscuit. It was a really good movie. It didn't have any bowling in it, but, you know, horse racing's pretty cool, too. And I do like Spider-Man. So the next movie is another favorite of mine. It's Surf's Up from 2007. Such a good animated film has not excuse me has nothing is you know they wanted me to be in cars probably would have been my favorite movie but uh surfs up was so much better than cars but i actually played zeke big z topanga where they also my name my other nickname in the movie was geek uh this is a, a surfy movie with penguins there were penguins who surfed, and I was kind of like the the mentor who people looked up to. Seems like we might have a clip from the movie. Oh man, those were the days. 
I'm this, never going to voice act because nope. of this movie. Uh, they put me in children's toys, and I've seen those children's toys be violated in ways on the internet. I never want to see my voice put into one of those McDonald's toys ever again due to being a part of a voice act. And I understand this was part of the contract I signed, but you got to understand, I didn't know they'd put me in McDonald's toys for then to... Yeah, that's one of the reasons I'll never do it again. But also, and they, and, and it led into that, and why it made me so upset is because I was so emotionally attached to my character Zeke, Big Z Topanga, or Geek as they called me. And whenever I saw my toy, the toys of me being so violated... It just broke my heart because this character meant so much to me, and it led me to not ever want to voice act again because... I'll never play that character ever again. And every time they'd be like, Jeff, do you want to to voice act for my movie? I would say, okay, then they bring me in, and all I'd want to do is just talk like Zeke, Big Z, or... Topanga, or Geek, as they call me. Uh, Topanga was one of my favorite women. From Boy Beats World. One of my favorite women of the 20th century. Right. 21st is my wife, but 20th would be Topanga. Right. Who was married to that one guy I saw. Yeah, he had something about shrimp and cereal or something, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Redfish, Bluefish. Redfish, Bluefish. Oh, what a great movie. Redfish, Bluefish or or Surf's Up? What's the next movie? So the next movie, and this is where I I say my most favorite line I've ever said in any movie. I hope you repeat it eventually. Yeah, I will. I will. I'll get there. So in this movie, I play. I'll be ready for it. So in this movie, I'm playing Topanga Stone. (laughs) Surf's up. We already talked about that movie. I'm playing Obadiah Stane, uh, and they told me that I was going to be Iron Man, which is why I signed on to this movie. But they said that they have this better actor, up and coming actor who I'd never heard of before, Robert Downey Jr. Absolutely never heard of this guy. But my favorite movie, my favorite line from this movie and line of all time, this goes over RIPD, over the Big Lebowski. Is is uh, Tony Stark made this with a box of scraps in a cave? That was my favorite line ever. Even though we, I didn't get a play. uh, Iron Maiden. Tony Stark built was able to build this in a cave. With a box of scraps. Yeah, you just had a couple of it backwards. That was you've asked us, and it seems as though there's a little here's a clip. to pick up, yes, to power the suit. So the technology actually doesn't exist. So that's what we're trying to do. But honestly, where do I come in? Right Tony here. Stark was able to build this in a cave with a with box, box of scraps. scraps. That doesn't even really sound like me. Yeah, I, I had to. What I, what we had to do, or what I had to do, was put myself into the shoes of someone who was angry all the time. Big Lebowski was literally I just played myself on the screen, but. With Obadiah Stane, I had to play such an angry character, and I'm not, I'm not big into that. 
playing yeah, angry that's characters. That's why I wanted to be Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. is a drug addict. And his dad was an actor, too, so he's such a fucking nepotist, baby. And my dad was a director who was a man-child. <laughs> and I fought in the Coast Guard and raised my older brother, Bo Bridges. Bo Burnham. The next movie, movie I would like movie, to talk about, about is... I bet. They... <laughs> We're the same person. It's so easy. <laughs> I to mentioned earlier that, that I was, I was in, in the movie Tron, Tron which I did, I did not like, like even though, though I did I get to throw discs around. around. I this have a big frisbee golfer nowadays. Tron Legacy from 2010. This was uh, uh, 60, 59 years, years after, after the company she keeps where I went uncredited. Uh, I really like this movie a lot. Again, the original Tron was a big dump. This, this movie, movie is so good. good. They did make McDonald's toys out of it once again, <laughs> but I think the kids were more grown up around that time, so they didn't violate the toys like they did during Surf's Up. What a terrible also, thing. Also, you, you would never do anything to another human, but it, it was so much easier for them to violate these toys of McDonald's because I was a penguin. I right. played an animal. It was a chill, it was a kids show, and I was so connected. I thought the movie was for adults. Tron or Surf's Up? Surf's Up. I was so attached to that character. They told me it was going to be a children's movie. I thought they told us it was going to be an adults film about surfing about penguins, surfing penguins <laughs> who do adult things. You don't remember that scene? No. They I must know. have cut it out. I never saw the movie, but I was so attached to my character. If you go to the extras of Surf's Up DVD or the VHS, you will find uh, the cutout scene of yeah. the adult content that I'm speaking of. Yeah. Which is maybe where they got the idea, yeah. <laughs> where the kids got the idea to violate the toys I made at McDonald's. I made those by hand, every single one of those. That of my character. The toys? The toys. I you don't remember not, that? Not really. I never said I was a toy maker. What am I, an elf? God, Tron Legacy was I got so paid pennies good. on the dollar. What? what? <laughs> now, what's the next movie that came out in the same year as Tron Legacy? I was busy. Equally. I was a busy, good. busy, busy brother. Busy Bridges. They call me busy. They call me. They call me busy. They call me busy Bridges. They call me busy brother Bridges. Uh, My favorite jazz player. Busy. uh, Yeah. Busy Busy brother brother Bridges. Bridges. No, no relation to my last name, which is more of a fun fact. His last name is more of the uh, 
the fact that there were multiple bridges. What built. was the fun fact about our last name? I forgot. It's that it's bridges. Oh right, like the things I'm scared of. Yeah, and crossing the street. What movie came out of that? Uh, in 2010? so one of the other movie that came out in the later half of 2010 was uh, True Grit, where I play Rooster Coburn. Oh, I that movie. Cockburn. Co- sorry, Cogburn. Uh, the Coen brothers told me... I had Cockburn after we filmed Surf's Up. <laughs> what a terrible scene. Why did they make us do that? Yeah, to make sure I, the, audio, they had a, the audio text... I, I want to make sure that we had an accurate representation of what it was like to accidentally... Wax your penis instead of your surfboard. I think the Safdie brothers were behind that. Uh, frankly, I would not be surprised. So the coming, the the crazy part about True Grit, and I like playing cowboys. I'm a big cowboy guy. Just but, like my idol. Just like my idol, my brother Bo. No, that's just my brother. He's not my idol. Josh Shafty. No, I hate that bastard my dad lloyd no you're almost there that'd be clint eastwood oh, yeah, clint eastwood i remember that he was in so true grit tell me more about it so true grit the crazy thing about this was that the cohen brothers continued to lead me on down this dark path of <laughs> you could of, say a dark of, alley yeah i would say a dark alley of not being in bowling moves <laughs> And uh, frankly, it was the most upsetting thing. Uh, I, I read the lines. I, I was wondering when and where bowling would become implemented into this cowboy movie. I figured with a name like Rooster, I'd be the cock of the block. But unfortunately, I was not. And the Coen brothers told me I would be bowling in this movie again, but they lied to me. And I have since forgiven the Coen brothers. We... It was a lot of back and forth, a lot of turmoil. But I did the movie. They wanted to do it 10 years prior, but I just wouldn't give it up. And so finally in 2010... I gave up the rights to True Grit. And they released it. They released it not as a children's movie, finally. And unfortunately, it was a smashing success. A co-star with Matt Damon... It also starred Josh Brolin and Haley Steinfeld, who I found out later on, and this really pissed me off. She had no relation to Jerry Seinfeld, who I'm a really big fan of his comedy act. I saw him back in 87. Before he got on the show, uh, Curb's Enthusiasm. I really like True Grit a lot. And me and the Coen brothers are still good friends to this day. And I think I'm going to form a good relationship with the Warner Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave. With a box of scraps. They should have let me say that in True Grit. Finally, we have... That's right. We have finally got to my favorite film, the best film of all time I ever did. Really the best film of all time in general. Can you guess what it is? (laughs) 
What said, movie is it? It was R.I.P.D. Oh, that's right. 2013, which is what I am dressed up as over there. Roy from R.I.P.D. Oh, man, what a film. What a movie. This is truly my magnum opus. Every film before this. It was comfy. Uh, the costumer fit me so well. It was comfy clothing. Nowhere near as, as stressful of a job as Big Lebowski. Or True Grit. It was True Grit. It. It. Every film. Yes. Before this movie didn't matter. It doesn't matter. Didn't hold a candle to any film it I did before or after. What it was like to be on the set of R.I.P.G. With with Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. What a person to co-star with. You're dead. This is a joke. You might be dead. There I am. <laughs> it's my favorite movie. I have this memorized line for line. Why don't you tell me a line from the movie? Give me a second. I have to think Tony about Tony Stark I, made this in a cave with a box of scraps. The synopsis. No, here I, I got, I've got, I'm thinking of a line from this movie. Unfortunately, it's ranked number 2,268 on RIPD. R-I-P-D. Yeah, R-I-P-D. Now, the director of this movie was Robert Schwinn. I enjoyed making the movie with cast and crew, but I attributed the failure... <laughs> I trip. I attribute the failure to the studio to studio interference. They just kept fucking up the script. The suit just cut against the grain, and I thought it screwed it up. And I described and I, I described the film as underwhelming. So the the people who wrote this movie was Phil Hay, Matt Manfredi, and David Dobrik. That's true, and and I said I'd never be in a movie uh, with with Kevin Bacon. Right. And what made this so hard for me was that, <laughs> what made this so hard for other actors was that I would never appear. I would try to never appear. I would never try to appear on screen with Kevin Bacon. Now there are some scenes where I do appear on the screen with Kevin Bacon, but that's just because of the use of CGI. Right, and the use of... Have you of ever it. heard of Queen and David Bowie? Whatever they filmed, whenever they do Under Pressure, they filmed it... David in Dobrik? No, David Bowie. They filmed it in two different studios. He stole the song Starman from the movie I was in where I used the sphere right. to call my brother's right. home. It was a lot like right. E.T., the extraterrestrial. right. So, now you're probably all wondering because... And it's also got my favorite band of all time in this movie, and this is because I wrote the fucking script. Oh, uh, crap. It has my... I don't remember cursing this much. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I would curse this often. I was in the Coast Guard. That's probably why. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got my favorite band of all time, Steely Dan performed... Matchbox 20. Now, Steely Dan. Yeah, I was just joking. Uh, it's got Steely Dan in it. 
What did they perform in it? They performed Hey 19. Oh, I love that song. Uh, my What was your favorite line from the movie? I found it. My, did uh, you read it yet? Well, my full name in the movie was Roy Pulsifer. And that, of course, was taken from the Surf's Up scene. No, it was taken from Pulp Fiction. I thought Pulp Fiction. So took I say it from my us. favorite line in this movie is the universe and its ultimate wisdom will not let you reveal yourself. Reveal. It's smarter no, than it's us. Smarter than us. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, that's my favorite. I almost got consider that it the universe's back. Consider it the universe's witness protection program. That's that, my favorite. That was line. an under, underwhelming line. I so, like the other one better. I, yeah, another so, another one of my favorite lines from this movie is, and then we'll talk just, about the controversy surrounding yes, yeah. the movie. But well, yeah, I'll share one more after that. Yeah, uh, I see hot partner. No, oh, that was my ta- that was my catchphrase. I almost got that tattooed on my lower back. I see hot. Also, actually speaking of speaking of uh, VHS of tapes, yeah. I in this movie, I you know. I didn't express this earlier, but I need you to understand that that VHS tapes are a huge part of my life. I have an entire library underneath my house, underneath my basement, full of uh, a comprehensive, comprehensive uh, VHS in alphabetical order by year yeah. VHS collection. Yeah. And I and in this movie, I was able to finally talk about this. I said, "When was the last time you got a VCR repaired?" Oh, yeah, that was my VCR repair joke I wanted to use. I've been working on that for a couple of years. Right, right. Okay, so, so go on go on with the conversation. I, I, I was just putting it off because it just gets me so worked up. I know. And then it gets me start, so worked up. And then I'll start cursing again, and I don't remember cursing that much. Nope, nope. I don't remember so, cursing that much either. As you'll know... There was a movie that came out this past year because this is the new year now. It's 2023. In 2022, a film came out. And I'm just calling it a film. I'm not calling it a sequel or any prequel bullshit like that. Straight to DVD, basically. Called R.I.P.D. 2. Now, this really grinded my Years, <laughs> and that was because <laughs> I had originally written the spec script for a sequel to R.I.P.D. that I was actually writing on the set of the original R.I.P.D. because I just knew this movie would be a commercial success. Was going to be a smashing success. Ryan Reynolds would all the blade. Mm-hmm. So I started writing a spec script for R.I.P.D. 2 on the set, and one day when I when I finished when I I was almost finished writing it, I had just got into the big ending where Ryan Reynolds shoots Kevin Bacon in the fucking head. Excuse me. I don't me. remember. Ca- I don't remember cursing that much. I don't either, and I'm sorry I did it. Where Ryan Reynolds shoots Kevin Bacon right between the eyes, real life Kevin Bacon, not movie, not Kevin Bacon as an actor. And then we went to go shoot a scene. I went to go shoot him in the back of the fucking head. No, that was in the movie. It was fake. 
And I, I would go shoot a scene, I come back, and my spec script is gone. Now, I had been told by the director, Robert Schwentke, that he invited two young up-and-coming directors to come watch this the filming of the movie, known as the Safdie Brothers. Now, these bastards, Josh and his impotent brother, Benny... Came onto the set and probably stole my spec. They had to have stole my spec script for the movie of R.I.P.D. Two, and they turned it into. They turned it into a film that would be known later, and I've never seen it. I won't dare to see it. But they t- they took my script and created uncut gems with Adam Sandler. If you saw Uncut Gems, you were watching my stolen spec script, R.I.P.D. 2. That was the premise of it. Now, they changed a few things, obviously. There was no aliens or monsters that we had to do with guns, and Kevin Bacon wasn't in it. But I'll tell you who wasn't was Kevin Garnett, one of my favorite baseball players. Best baseball player ever. He would hit home runs the size of Texas. Now... That was going to be it. All these bastards, the Safety brothers, stole the script while all the set of R.I.P.D. And I was really pissed off about it. So, that's why I'm not in R.I.P.D. too. Some, who was, who wrote R.I.P.D.? I don't even want to look this movie up. It makes me physically sick. Ugh, I'm starting to get sick even thinking about it. Ugh. R.I.P.D. 2, Rise of the... Rise of the Damned came out last year and it was directed by Paul Layden and written by Andrew Klein and Paul Layden. Are you okay? It makes me physically sick to even look at the the RIPD page for this movie. So I'm going to stop looking at it. But that film was a giant flop. Couldn't even make it into the theaters. They pulled it from all theaters and said it was a terrible film. They pulled it due to COVID concerns. <laughs> and because Ryan Reynolds and I were not in it. Right. Right. And that's why R.I.P.D. will be the best film of all time. And R.I.P.D. 2 will go down the drain just like Uncut Gems. So I haven't been working on any movies recently due to I just want to take retirement fund. Yeah. I had a Roth IRA I'd been sitting on since I was the uncredited actor mm. on that movie in 1951, <sighs> The Company She Keeps, which was my film debut. I've been kept off of that for a while. Um, and what's crazy is that I've just had such a long career in so many different movies. And even though there might be some movies and TV shows I'm starring in in the past couple of years... <laughs> <laughs> I truly believe that my career ended in 2013 with R.I.P.D. What a film. There is no other movie that will top this. This will go on to be the best film of all time. And I just have to thank my, my even though we're not actually brothers, but my brother, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds, for just I was I was more of a son figure to Ryan Reynolds because 
Right. I was such a goofy individual. Right. Just like, yeah. Which he he had a different upbringing than I did. Right. For sure. With my child of a dad. <laughs> and so I thought he would think of me as a father figure. Well, it turns out that most people don't think that way. So he was more like a father to me. And uh, it really means a lot to me. So, Sorry, so anyway, me. I'd like to thank. I'd like to thank. I'd like to thank Warner Brothers for giving me the opportunity to finally interview myself. I'm just thinking about Ryan Reynolds. How much he meant to me. I'd like to thank Warner Brothers for allowing me to interview myself. Oh, I love Warner Brothers. Name your favorite Warner Brother. Uh, Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. Bo Bridges. Bo Burnham. He's my favorite Warner brother. Do you know Jimmy Kimmel? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. I said that wrong. Did you know that Ryan Reynolds started Jimmy Kimmel Jimmy Kimmel Live? Jimmy Kimmel? You're... Hey Jeff, your cord uh, your cord's a bit stuck here. You're yanking the you're yanking this device that the Warner Brothers gave to us, gave to me. So this is my beautiful wife, <coughs> Marilyn Manson. A picture of Marilyn Manson. No, I'm good. I'm not crying. <laughs> she is. Oh, you can't see that. No. no. Making a rap song. I don't like rap music too much. You pull it, you're yanking it again, <laughs> B. Jeff, what are you doing? Jeffrey. Oh. So, anywho, thanks, anyway. uh, thanks Warner Brothers for having us and yeah. giving us the time to do it this this week. Um, hopefully we can maybe... Hopefully this doesn't fly into the radar and it just doesn't fall into fall into the obscurity much like the Big Lebowski has in recent years. Right, 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 right. Hopefully, hopefully right. this will give me back the platform right. I once had. Before they tried to de- deport me. Deport... Dep- the Warner Brothers... The Warner really, Brothers, they really... We really, really are... They, they, they. Anything else we have to say? I have to say. I don't think so. What What about you, Jeff? I just hope we could do this again sometime because this is a great jog down memory lane. It really me. was. It was really nice to to. It was like walking down a stone path next to all of my movies on the wall, playing simultaneously. Only my roles cut into one supercut. Of each movie. What's your favorite line from Fat City? Uh, I gotta think about that. This was such a great time. We hope you guys, we hope whoever's watching this at home enjoys this. Please support the Warner Brothers. They only have a few more years left before they are deported off this earth. And... Yeah, if you guys wouldn't mind running the numbers up on RIPD, that'd be great. The numbers are very low. The rating is very low, which we don't understand because it was the greatest movie ever made. But I think that'll do it. Uh, Anything else? 
I think that's it. I I just can't remember any lines from that movie. Fat. Food. That's okay. That was uh, that was how many years ago was that? Now that was uh, fifty. Yeah, about fifty one years. Yeah, fifty one years. Yep. I don't remember anything from fifty years ago, especially that. The only thing I remember from those past fifty years is that Josh Shafty and his incompetent brother Ben Ugh. stole my script. They stole my spec script. No, I uh, thank you so much, Warner Brothers. I appreciate it. All right. Well, oh, I said, oh. hey, old buddy, I'm going to take off. That's my favorite movie. Movie? That line from Fat Boy. <laughs> Pat City, I'm sorry. All right. Bye. Goodbye, bud.